Are you looking to get in shape? If so, we need you to contact our people at Game Changer Fitness. Listen, you need to find them on Instagram at Game Changer PGH and also on the Mind Body app. That's where you can sign up. That's where you can see all the openings for classes. You can find them there under the same name, Game Changer PGH. Starting this December, they're going to be offering 25% off for students. So the normal package of $129 is going to be offered for $98. Do not miss out on this. Look, if you've been eating too much, much this holiday season or you plan to eat too much or even if you're looking for a good new year's resolution that'll stick hit up melissa at game changer pgh you will not regret it Daily What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Daily Dubs Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Pastor Lem. I got my wife here in the studio with me. Say what's up, baby. What's up, everybody? And we would like to welcome you to another episode. It is Monday. We had a great weekend. We did. Oh, man. The weekends are always great. Not just because we get to go to church, but just because it's great to have a nice time to just recharge and hang out with the family, you know? So we had a great week last week, too. We had a couple guests on here. Yeah, we did. We had some great students from our student ministries, yeah. and they had some uh, really interesting perspectives. It was nice and refreshing to hear oh, them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were all naturals as well, I think. Oh, yeah, they were, like, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, if you haven't listened to those episodes already, go back and play catch-up. Listen to last week's content. We started the series, How to Be a Christian, and we had some kids on here talking about being a teenage Christian also, in 2020. Also, take a minute to like it and share it yes, with your friends. Do we had that. Uh, Allie Smith share this with everybody Shout on out her to Allie social Smith. media, and we appreciate that because it helps us get the word out, and it helps us spread the news of yep. Jesus Christ. So do oh, your yeah. part. Yeah, so shout out to everybody listening all over the world. Shout out to our people listening in Kenosha, Wisconsin today. That's who we're going to shout out. So listen, wherever you're listening from, you can just find us on Meta SM on Instagram. Meta SM, that's our Instagram handle. Find us on there. Send us a direct message. Tell us if you're liking the content. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's right. So we're going to jump right in. Today, we're going to be talking about the mind, okay? This is how to be a Christian. This is still how to be a Christian. I think this might be part four, uh, five. This is part five, four or five. You'll see it in the title. I'm not actually looking at my notes right now, but this is still how to be a Christian. And we're talking about the mind because what we have come to discover and what God has revealed to us is that a lot of the problems that we have, they start in our brains. They start and stop. In our brains, yeah. you know, Jesus talked a lot about the mind and he talked a lot about the new reality that we have as Christians, you know, being forgiven from sin, being washed clean by the blood, being made new. We're new creations. There's no more condemnation. But he would always go back to our minds. Yeah, I feel like I, there's a misconception that our biggest issues and our biggest battles happen outside of us, but they actually happen within our own brains. Yeah. It's within the mind that oh, yeah. we face our biggest challenges. Oh yeah, the Bible says a ton of things about how we think, transforming our thinking, and that's what we want to get into today because in order to be the successful Christian that God wants you to be, 
in this hour, in this time, where you are, who you are, doing what you are doing, you need to know who you are and you need to know what God says about you. Because if you don't have that knowledge, if that knowledge isn't part of your revelation of Christ, anybody can tell you anything about one, who God says you are, and two, you'll have a problem believing who God, you'll have a problem knowing how to act because you don't know who you are. Yeah. You know, you, you'll have a problem acting on the, the word that the Bible teaches. You'll have a problem acting on what Jesus says you can do because you just don't know. And I think this whole week we've also been like talking back and forth. There is a thing like knowledge is a two is a two step process. It's knowing and understanding. Yeah. You have to have the knowing, but you also have to have the deep understanding of what it is that you know and stand on. Yeah. Because then it changes your total perspective of the way you see yourself, the way you carry your life, and it just becomes easier. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be getting into this. And I mean, on a personal note, I remember when I first got this revelation, when God first started to like show and prove that. His word was way deeper than we could ever think that it is, you know? And I remember thinking, like, man, God, I see your word. I see what the Bible says. You know, you say, I'll do the same works and greater. You say that if I walk by the Spirit, I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You say in your Bible that I cannot sin if I've been born again because I've been born of an incorruptible seed. But I remember when I first heard that, man, it was like, God, how is that even possible? You know, because I look the same. I smell the same. I still feel the same, but you're telling me that I'm completely different. You're telling me that now I am not the same person. And I feel like a lot of people deal with that, you know? Yeah. A lot of people deal with that, God, how can this be? I can, I, my, mind can, my mind can imagine and my mind can accept. My mind can accept God saying, I've forgiven you for your sins and you're no longer in trouble. But when he takes it the extra step forward of saying, you're not even who you were anymore. You know, you're a brand new creation. The old is gone. The new is here. And we're now one. That's a little hard for people to grasp, and, I think. And I think some of the things that I've personally seen with um, born, like brand new born again Christians is they want to instantly walk in the full newness. Right. But they have no idea what it means. Right. And I think it sets them up for like a major disappointment when oh, they're yeah. unable to carry it out because they don't have the the deep understanding of what it means. Yeah. So they they wake up the next day after giving their life to Christ and they're like I should be this this person in their mind they've created this like like this ideal, mm -hmm. you know? And then when they can't meet that ideal, they're like, well, then I just must not be born again, or God must not love me, or it didn't work, or I have to re re-give my life to Christ, you know. But it's it's a it's a process of growth. Yeah. And it's getting into the word of God. It's getting into a relationship with Jesus that will then change you every single time you encounter him. Yeah. And I don't mean like church encounter him. I mean like every day you should be encountering him. Exactly. And that speeds up the process. And I tell people all the time, the faster you change, it, it depends upon you. If yeah. you never seek God, if you never encounter him, you will not change. It'll be a struggle for you. But if you like seek him with everything that you have every single day, you will find yourself looking in the mirror and be like, man, I'm a totally different totally person. Totally different person. Totally different person. So we're going to jump into the Bible right now. We're going to start in chapter 12 and we're going to work backwards because we're going to start here and then we're going to go back and show you how we got there a little bit. And I'm going to warn you right now, this is not going to be done in one sitting because we don't want to just 
you know, just regurgitate and give you all of this truth right now and you not be able to just soak it all in. Yeah. So it's going to be a couple parts, bit by bit, but I promise stick with this thing and you will get the revelation. You will see how God sees you and you will begin to walk in who he says you are. So if we look at Romans, Romans chapter 12, it starts off by saying, I beseech you, brethren, therefore... By the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Do not conform, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, we talk a lot about it, man. We talk a lot about transforming and conforming. Pretty much it comes down to this, all right? We're going to give you the just straightforward version. Transforming is what happens when the word of God gets in us. Yeah. We're transformed into Christ, and that's how we're able to know the perfect, the good and perfect will of God. And it says, "Don't conform to the world." Conforming means to give in. Yeah. So don't conform. Don't give in to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Notice he said the renewing of your mind. Be transformed in your mind. Don't give in to the world, but be transformed in your mind. You know what that says? That says that it's easier. It's easier. It's easier for us to be transformed in our minds than it is to conform to the world. Yeah. It's easier for us like you got to get this, man. When God says that we've been made new, you know, we've been born again, we have his nature, the Bible says. When you become new in Christ, you're a whole new creature. You're a whole new creature. You're one with God. Your new nature is now a holy nature. So it's easier for you to become Christ than it is for you to give in to the world, yeah. you know, because he wouldn't have said, he wouldn't have said, don't give in to the world, but be transformed. Yeah. Because giving in is what happens when you take the easy way out, when you quit, when you're lazy, when you don't want to keep fighting, you know? So he's yeah. like, don't give in. Don't give in to the world. I know that's my, what, that may be what you want to do, but it's actually not your nature to be like them. So don't give in, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Conversion starts in your mind. Yeah. Conversion doesn't start with outward acts of obedience. It starts with your mind. It starts with the way you think. You know, your thought life has to be converted first, and then the outward follows. Yes. And and that has to happen first. It, it's not going to happen the other way around. I feel like people think, no one can hear my mind or my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So if I just convert my outward acts, yeah. then I'll be fine. Right, right. But then you you end up... You end up never transforming your mind, so you're always like conforming to the world in your thought process, and mm -hmm. then you you end up then bending Christianity to try to conform to the world as well because right. your mind is still the same. Your mind is still the same, and it's it truly comes down to what will your mind allow you to believe? What will you believe in your mind? You know, the Bible says that as a man thinks, so is he. Yeah. All right. So it doesn't matter. What God has done for us, and it doesn't matter what the cross has done, if we don't align our thinking with that truth, it'll all be for nothing. Yeah. And we'll just keep doing the same stuff. We'll keep being the same people. We have to get our minds right. And the reason why we started in Romans 12 is because in chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, 
they use the word conform there also. So I wanted you to see, the Bible says, don't conform to the world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But if we were to read Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, and we know that all things work together for the good to those, for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, for who he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So it says that we were predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Not to be conformed to the world, yeah. but to be conformed to the image of his son. We could pretty much wrap this all up and just name the title, Give In to Jesus. Yeah. Because that's all he wants us to do. He's given us the new nature. He's given us a new beginning. You know, a lot of people, we say it at nauseum. When we become Christians, we're not going from who we are to a better version of us. A rehabilitated version. Right. No. no. It, the Bible says all things are made new. When we become Christians, we die and we allow Christ to then live in us. Yeah. You know, we're totally made new. We're reborn. Our flesh no longer has power over us. We're no longer slaves to sin. We can think God's thoughts. You know, it says we have the mind of Christ. We have his nature. When you're When you give your life to Christ... You become one with Christ. Yeah. You know, you're not a better version of Danny. You're not a better version of Michelle. No, you are one with Christ. You have become one. And the Bible says, as he is, so are we. Okay? Yeah. We're seated with him in heavenly places. We become one with him. So when we become one, now we just have to renew our minds to never let our brains trick us into believing that. That's not our reality yeah. anymore. And I, I love that when we first started talking about this stuff years ago, we said that it starts with a total recall. Yeah. You just have to recall every single thought and yep. and, and process. Yep. Because like the way that you, when you're you're living your life, your experiences build mm -hmm. the way that you're going to process the world and think and move exactly. and the way that you see yourself. But when you come to Christ and he says, you can now have the mind of Christ you're one with him. Mm -hmm. You just have to do a total recall in everything that you think is your thoughts. Yeah. And just give in to God. And and actually, you know, in the practicality, like what it actually looks like, because if you give it to you in theory, you're like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? But the practical thing is, you know, I was reading today in the word of God where it says, you have not sought out my wisdom and mm -hmm. my you've not consulted in me. And I think it's it's a total recall, if you did a total recall on your mind, it would be the equivalent of doing a, a sweep on your computer. Which yeah, is when you, erasing a hard drive. Yeah, which means from here on out, you have to install every single program exactly. from scratch. Yeah. So if you're like thinking about friendships or whatever, you have to go to the word of God because right. you have no idea how to do it. Exactly. So that means you've thrown away everything that you know about friendships. Yeah. And now you're going into the word of God to relearn it and reinstall that program. Exactly. Same thing with like, okay, how do I deal with my parents? How do I deal with my siblings? How do I deal with looking for a job? Right. Deciding where to live. You have to go to the word of God to reinstall that into your mind. Yeah. The way that Christ would do it. Exactly. That's what it looks like on a practical basis. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people think, well, then how could we be completely new if I still have to renew my mind? You know what I mean? Like, you're telling me I'm completely new, but then you're saying I got to renew my mind. Yeah, because everything that your mind has now, your mind is new, but everything that you had before, like my wife just said, that you have left over from the old you and that you have left over that's still in there, it's not that you haven't become new. 
It's not that you're not new and that your mind hasn't been made new. It's that now the things that you had from before, you need to go to the word of God to see if they're true or if they're false. You yeah. know, you need to go to the word of God and see, go to the word of God and see, is this God, is this your truth or was this a lie that I was told? And and you like I, I, our pastor said one Sunday, I mean, his messages are always good, but he said, everything starts in a seed. Yeah. You know, it's not like Jesus just dropped down out of heaven at mm -hmm. 33 and said, here I'm at. Right. Like, where, where's the cross at? I'm about to deliver everybody. Mm -hmm. He started as a seed yeah. and it had to grow. And it's the same thing with conversion. Yeah. Like it starts with a seed of faith that allows you to give your life to Christ. That seed has to grow and it grows with you installing the the mind of Christ into you. Right. Like through his word. It's through a, his it's word. A, it's a trans, it, it, like. It's transformative. Yeah. It makes us completely new. And we have to know. I mean, it's the same exact thing as a car being made completely new. Now it's brand new, but we still want to put like our old bumper stickers on it or we want to reuse the old oil. It's still there. We can reuse that stuff. But no, I need to use the complete new word of God. And if it's something that I already knew, and it was true, guess what? It's going to be confirmed by the word of God. If it's something that I already knew and it was a lie, it's going to be declared a lie by the word of God. Think about this, man. I mean, it's so simple. Yeah, I mean, and it's if you don't do a total recall as well, you're always going to have those old systems and those old habits filtering the word of God to you. And that's a very dangerous place to be. It's a horrible place to be because then we can't be who Christ says we are. A lot of people read this word and they hear what we say and they want to know how or why doesn't it work or why can't I act and be just like Christ? Why am I not able to do what Christ, what I read Christ did in the Bible? And it's because our mind is in the way. He literally tells us we are the same. We are one. As he is, so are we. Before Christ went to the cross, he prayed. In the prayer he's, he prayed, it said, Father, let them be one as we are one. You and me and me and you. Let them be one in us, just like me and you are one. Yeah. So we're one with God, just like Jesus walked this earth, one with God. The question is, can you believe it? Can you let your mind have you understand, I know I see the same me in the mirror. I know I hear the same me when I speak. But the word of God says that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And and not only can you believe it, but will you let it happen to you? Yes, you have to conform. You, you got to let it give happen. In. Give in to Jesus. Once you believe it, yes. you just have to let it happen. And it shows if you truly believe it or yeah. not. Because if you don't give in to Jesus and give in to his will, like we it. just have to give in to him. If we don't give in, think about it. A lot of people, you know, they... They, we have questions and people ask us stuff all the time like, hey, should I do this? Or do you think this is God's will or is it my will? Or do you think God would want me to do this? Or is it just me? Listen, if you're giving in to Christ, it's going to be the complete opposite of what your flesh wants. Yeah. You know, so if your flesh wants nothing but bad things and you have a good thought, you know, for instance, when I when I became a Christian, I remember I used to think all the time, like, man, I should like fast and pray and read the Bible, like just take like a couple days and really press into God. Like, I just feel like I should do that. And my my flesh would tell me it would make my mind think, well, who do you think you are? Are you like some type of like super saint? Are you a were you like a pastor or a prophet or something? You're just a kid in college. Why would you why would you do all that? Why would you dedicate that hard to God? You know? Who do you think you are? Like you're doing this. You're just 
trying to be too much. This is your will. You're trying to exalt yourself. And I would be like, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm not going to do that. I shouldn't be trying to seek God on that level. I should yeah. just let things take their course. And I'm just a regular Christian and I don't need to seek God with my whole heart. That's false. Completely false. And, and that, you end up actually missing out on the things out. that God is calling you to. And you wind up being miserable because you missed out. And it's probably, you know, it sometimes seems like the smallest, most radical thing. Mm-hmm. But it's because God is calling you. Yeah. He's calling you to something yep. greater. Yep. Like the Bible says that, you know, he wants to show us. He wants to reveal mysteries to us. Exactly. And it's it's through these like things that we get drawn to do. Right. That he can show us these mysteries. Exactly. Like it's yes. so amazing. I remember being a little girl being, you know, I, I think I was like in third or fourth grade, but I remember hearing the story of Jesus not having a place to be born. You know, no one had a place for him. He didn't have a, a blanket. He didn't have a crib. And it imp- impacted me so much that I felt compelled to leave a space for him in my bed every single night with my pillow and my blanket. I sacrificed those things for him. And I remember people telling me, like, you know, in my family who knew that I was sleeping like on a bare mattress on my own, um, saying, like, why are you doing this? You don't need to do this. But I felt like I needed to do it. Mm-hmm. And because I gave in to doing that, like, one night, Jesus walked into my bedroom and I felt like the presence of Jesus invade my room and he sat on my bed and laid down next to me in the spot that I left him for days. And I'm like, I would have never had that encounter had I not just given in to what I naturally felt to do right. in response to hearing the story of Jesus' birth. Exactly. And there's so many little moments like that where you hear something in service or you hear something on a podcast or something and you're like, man, I really feel drawn to do this. But then right. you're like... Isn't that too much? Or? Is it, yeah, that's not that's not for me. There's no way God asked me to do right. that. And all it is is our minds convincing us that the word of God isn't true. Yeah. That we're not who the Bible says we are. Would Jesus ever ask himself, do I really, should I really be praying right now? Should I really go <laughs> pray for that person? Should I really go encourage that person? No, the best is also like, does God really care about this? It's right. just like me getting a part-time job. Like, should uh, I really pray about that? Like you're fighting God within you, who's prompting you to get more of him. Yeah. So we just have to give in to Jesus. A lot of times the flesh wants to give in to the world. You know, the flesh wants to give in to the world and it wants to just be like the world. But the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Conform to Christ. Give in to him. And when we give in to him, we will see him do through us exactly what his word says that he is going to do through us. It'll be the easiest yeah. thing we've ever done. It's not hard. No. It's and not he's hard. so faithful. I mean, I'm sure every, anyone listening to this podcast will think, you know what? I have had that thought or that feeling yep. that just doesn't leave me. It kind of bugs me when I should be doing something or when I shouldn't be doing that thing right. that I know I shouldn't be doing. It's like God is so faithful that he truly yeah. like tries to parent you at all times. He's like, hey, don't do that. Or yep. you should do more of this. You'll always hear him and he'll always nudge you. He's he's the best father anyone could ever have. Yeah. And truly the only downside and the only miserable part is when we don't give in to his voice. Yeah. When we don't give in to him, that's when we're unhappy. That's when it's actually more natural for us being born again and being one with God. It's more natural for us to live completely holy, spotless, and sinless than it is for us to battle with sin, for us to battle with doubt, for us to ignore the voice of God inside of us. That's why 
It's so miserable. That's why sin is an unhappy place. And when we don't do what God wants us to do, we find no peace. We find no rest because we're actually acting outside of our nature. We're acting outside of who he has made us. It's like Christ walking the earth, seeing sick people laying around and saying, I know I can heal them, but I'm just not going to. He would have never been fulfilled. He would have never fulfilled his purpose. He would have never been Christ on earth if he would not have just... It was God's will above his will. And you know what? I feel like that's why the enemy has normalized sin for yeah. every Christian out there. Oh, yeah. You know, he's he's worked so hard to create a narrative that says, you know, sin is normal in the life of everybody. Right. You can't say that you're sinless. Exactly. You can't say that you'll ever live a sinless life. Yeah. You're not perfect. Yeah. We don't use the word perfect. Exactly. And I'm like, what? The enemy has truly created... Worst. He's normalized sin. Yeah. And, and people feel like they need to have it in their lives yep. or they're, you know, being hypocritical. Or they're being hypocritical. And, and truly, the only back and forth, the back and forth that's created with that jacked up thinking is a back and forth of, I don't want to be too holy, but I also don't want to be a sinner. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to be like Christ completely. I'm not a super saint, but I also, I'm not ratchet. I am saved. So... It'll be like a roller coaster of let me seek God, seek God, seek God. And then when I'm finally growing in Christ and getting closer to him and I'm seeing God manifest in my life, my mind tells me, look, you better tone it down because that's not who you are. When really it's not even our mind, it's our flesh through our mind yeah. convincing us that that's not and what God wants you, for us. Some of the best advocates for keeping you in complacency are those lukewarm Christians. Yep. They'll come out the woodwork to tell you, like, why are you doing all that? Exactly. Don't you know that this is the status quo? Yeah. All of us do this. Yeah. If you start setting a higher standard, yeah. I'm going to look bad. But it's, be, it's because they don't know. They, yeah. They're truly afraid and they have no idea that giving into Christ is the easiest thing that we as born-again Christians can do. They think it'll be a fight. Right. And when it's really the easiest, shoot, look at our podcast. This is episode number six. Okay, we've been wanting to do this forever, and we've we've had the equipment since 2016, <laughs> all right? And we just, I mean, we've got three daughters. They're, what, six, four, and two. We live a really busy life, and it was always, God, we know what you want us to do. We know how you want us to, one of the ways you want us to minister, but help us get it done. Help us to actually, like, have the time. Help us to have the space where our daughters aren't screaming or crying in the background. Help us to have the right content. And it was always a man, how's this going to work? And it was really God just saying like, look, just do it. Just yeah. give in to me wanting you to do it and it'll be the easiest thing you ever do. That's yeah. what Christ wants us to do. Give in to the thing that God has been prompting you to do. Give in to praying for that coworker. Give in to praying for that sick person or give in to waking up in the morning and seeking God and being holy, living set apart. You know, Stop listening to the stuff that you know God doesn't want you to listen to. Stop watching the stuff you know he doesn't want you to watch. And you know what the easiest part about it is that he just wants you to take the first step. He that's takes it. care of the rest. Yeah, just start moving. He really does. Start like, moving. I remember I, 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 what comes to my mind is Peter walking out of that boat onto the water. Yep. The hardest part was getting out of the boat. The rest of it, Jesus did. Yeah. Jesus was the one who kept him afloat. Yeah. Jesus was the one who was guiding him across the water. That's it. Like, Jesus literally did it all yeah. once Peter made the decision to get out of the boat. Yeah. He and just wants you to make the decision. The best part about that story is it's like, in Jesus's mind, Jesus is like, Peter, I've been waiting for you to ask me to tell you to come out here forever. Like, I've been waiting to come down to earth, meet you, and have you walk on water. This will be the easiest thing you've ever done if you just step out the boat and trust me. 
But as soon as he got back in his own mind and was like, wait a second, I'm Peter, I'm a fisherman. Why am I standing on the water? Look at the waves, look at the wind. That's when he started to mess up. In his mind, he was like, wait a minute, I can't even swim. Yep. When he gave (laughs) in to Christ, he walked on water. Yeah. But then when he looked around and saw the world, he started to sink. So it's like, look, man, today, make the decision. Make the decision to give in to God. Make the decision. And don't think about it too much because it's not by your strength or by by your your might. No, no. It's God's perfect plan. It said... (laughs) Those who he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. It's already his plan. His mind's made up about you. He wants you to be conformed to Christ. You just got to give in. Stop conforming to the world. Be transformed in your mind into the perfect image of Christ. And then you'll know the good and perfect will of God. Listen, man, we hope you enjoyed this. Like I said, this is just like one part of a long series we're going to do on this. It's still how to be a Christian, but we want you to know, I mean, living sin free, how to have indestructible faith, how to raise the dead, how to be holy, how to encourage others, how to look like Christ, all of this stuff. It's your portion. It's your portion. So let's do this, man. Like crap. Let's do it. Don't let your mind convince you otherwise. You were made in the image of God. You were seated with Christ in heavenly places. This will be the easiest thing you've ever done. So Thank you for tuning in, man. Subscribe, like, share, listen to the other episodes. Put this thing on Facebook, the Instagram, the Instagram. Put this thing on leave Facebook, Instagram. Leave us a Instagram. rating or a review yes, or leave both. A, leave a rating and a review, okay? If you've already left a rating and a review, we need you to make another account and leave a rating and a review <laughs> under a different name, okay? As It doesn't say it has to be different people. It's just counting ratings and reviews. That's it. So and to be honest, it really does help us get the does. word out it there. It does, man. There's this weird algorithm, but in the name of Jesus, we're going to beat it, okay? That's right people need to hear the truth about god to hear enough dumb stuff so let's put this out here thanks for tuning in man we love you guys we will talk to you tomorrow and never forget god loves you so do we peace daily dubs